Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, and Spreely. Oh, also Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. A prophet, the whore, and children. Bring to the forefront a major prophecy given to Hosea. It concerns both the houses of Israel. The Lord's Lighthouse Keeper A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor can a lighthouse that is brightly shining on a high outcrop on the rocky cliffs overlooking the seas of life. Globalist Maneuver to Remove Internet Free Speech I was there when the internet first appeared. I had paid to get a local techie to make me a computer to work on this new tech online. From that point on, free speech and a new world of information appeared. However, it would take less than two decades before global governments began to push their control of it. And on warn-usa.com, don't miss Isaiah's prophetic book, Part 15. The Righteous Branch Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today, although a long time ago we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord God has not changed. Also check out the book by the Watchman, The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller. There's danger and intrigue, dark forces plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Mac save the United States? The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into a globalist new order. Be sure to go to Dana Glenn Smith where you can sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter, and you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Here we are on a very cold uh, evening. Yes, it's very chilly. And uh, March comes in like a lion, a winter lion. 
And it's supposed to go out like a lamb. Yeah. So at any rate, up front, we're talking about Jesus, faith, and technology. And it, it comes from a book. And now, author Tony Rinke um, was interviewed by CBN. And his book, God, Tech, and Christian Life, it's really an appropriate thing. And, you know, when we, when we talk about this, I have been in techie for tech stuff for a long time. And I was, both Tower and I, we were there at the very beginning when, uh, not when the government had it, but uh, it started, we were at 1200 KBs and there was no audio. Just there. post-it boards on there. That was weird. If you look back at it now. Yeah, totally different. You didn't have nothing, the website, nothing like what it is today. The only way you could contact people was putting a note on a, on a board and they would contact you. It was, it was bizarre. Well, you know... So uh, archaic right now. In this this day, yeah. Well, you know the thing of it is, is that, and I continue to do that, and and you know, in the year when AOL first got online, they were pretty much some of the recent ones. But in our area, we had virtually nothing. Old dial-in, plug-in. We didn't <laughs> have to worry about security because we'd unplugged the cord and the technology didn't uh, arrive yet to be able to do Wi-Fi or anything else. And so it was right in the beginning and it was after, I don't know how many years it was, I was on on online. And this is still way, way before where we're at now. Uh, maybe a couple years. And I had had a computer built because um, that was in the beginning days of Bill Gates. That's when he's a punk kid, and, uh, and then of course Windows first came out, and I was one of the first ones. Uh, I got it, and boy, I learned a lot. The blue screen of death—we all remember that. Yep. Uh, well, at any rate, to make a long story short, the Lord called me to develop this, and uh, it was a visitation that I had one night that I was on this, and behind me, uh, he was talking to me, and uh, at any rate, it lasted for a while. And I, I didn't even know where this would lead. But over the years, I kept working at it. And then I learned how to do, uh, I did my own websites. I, we were the first ones virtually to really start doing audio uh, and teachings and interviews online. And you don't even do them like you do now. <laughs> they were totally different. The script had to be totally different. And... Uh, so at any rate, when I seen this, I thought, all right, you know, he, he hit a point, you know. And remember that uh, when we talk about this, in uh, the book of Daniel, technology or knowledge increased. And he wanted to know more, and he, and he was told to shut up the book, seal the book until the appropriate time when people would be moving to and fro and knowledge will be increased and right now today in our in our society in this world we have got more knowledge more technology in every area than any that man has had at any other time and it's also at this very time with all of our technology and our knowledge 
that the Antichrist, it's really not the Antichrist. We've got a lot of Antichrist today. He's the beast. He's the epitome of the Antichrist. And he will appear. And he will institute a global lockdown and controls. And it will be through technology. And uh, so there's a lot of things that changed with when we thought about prophecy. Because we were all looking for one currency. And then the internet turned to digital. And digital opened up a whole new world. Because you can do a lot more with digital. And then they're changing it again. So um, one thing he brought out was for a century now. The church's theologians have implied that faith and technology really don't belong in the same conversation. Well, see, it may not have, but we made it fit. We carved out a place on the Internet. And see, in the beginning, it was a place of free speech. That We wanted openness. And then today, we know we don't have openness. We know today the techies have become like gods, and he even deals with that. But the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, from top to bottom. Now, see, he says it this way. Human innovation, or we'll call it technology, is Babel-like. It's worldly. It's tainted top to bottom by sin and potentially very destructive. Well, see, you know, that's what it can be. But I've got a better term here. Technology and the Internet is amoral. It don't care what you put up. It is amoral. Now, you can teach it to be either moral or immoral or amoral. But it gathers information and not without regard to you or who's putting it in. It's amoral. And just like computers, they are what we program them as human beings. Just like artificial intelligence, we teach them to learn. And so, when he gets down at the bottom, you know, I, I like some of the stuff he talks about. And uh, he calls society technologically rich, which is true. And, uh, of course, we we have... Um, when we look at society today we can see a lack of faith we can see a moral vacuum but I mean in society itself and uh, society has, has uh, of course dealt with the issue of the perilous times that Paul talks about and that time when there is an immorality that is unparalleled. And so, without any kind of God faith or moral understanding through our God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, it becomes a secular, technical uh, tool, which, as I've said, when you take sciences... And including the internet, technology, astrology, even science. Any of that without God becomes idolatry and can be become perverted or used in that. And so... Because there is such a propensity to have godlessness in technology, he said, is it any wonder that we have some of these issues today like censoring and suppression? And so it is very, very true. We have a lot of people and they're free to be as immoral as they want to because there is nobody there to tell them and they and they find the same thing in schools. So really, and I've classified the Internet itself as a tool 
That is one of the worst things that's ever happened to technology. I mean, happened to mankind. I believe it is. And I am on this all the time. We have been teaching the Word of God for well over two decades. We're coming up on 25 years pretty soon that we've been doing this in the latter part of our ministry. We began back in the mid-70s. But... You know, I hate the way that we are enslaved by this technology. Yeah. I know of a company that, uh, it's a major company dealing with a lot of different businesses, and they're concerned about hacking and stuff, and they said they would shut down the internet in a minute, and you know that would basically shut down the business till they could bring it back out. You know what I mean? Well, you know today though everybody's on the internet. You know banks, Wall Street, everything. Yeah. And you know the thing of it is is that although we're technologically rich, as he points out, you know. He says tech leaders are striving to become gods themselves. Well, that's they, right. That's true. And and I think the one thing that helps is because they've become so filthy rich, because they were in on the catapult of this when it began to go. And he says tech needs an infusion of faith, and, and the industry needs to be made more humane and enlightened and morally grounded. And, of course, I would say that about all of society, not just tech, because we're a long ways from being where we need to be in our societies. We are immoral. We're not amoral. We're immoral in society, but the Internet is amoral. And because the Internet is amoral, you're going to find moral things and immoral things on it. And you can get filthy rich and live a life that is amoral or immoral or even moral so it's really something that you have to understand that you know we have been able to carve this out we have our own websites we do our own websites do all our own publishing do all our own books and we do the full gamut and uh, you know we've done the long talk shows now in this stage of our ministry we only do a certain length and uh, we we aim not just to do it by websites, but, uh, uh, you know, the smartphone is the best way, you know, to reach a lot of these people around the world. We've had a lot of, a lot of people that, uh, a lot of friends now around the world, literally, globally. And uh, on our websites, we've had people come from just about every corner of the earth and uh, so and, and and a lot of these things like instagram and a lot of others all of those have people worldwide and uh so it this is this is the issue here today and so you know when when we do talk about technology and and look at what's happening in society it's really easy for man to ignore the moral and become immoral and actually justify the way they are because they have so much technology. See, and this is the issue, I think, Tower. When you become so technologically advanced, you get to the point that you think, well, you know, God can't do nothing. Yeah, that's right. Because we're gods ourselves. I mean, we can that's change what things today. People think. You know, what do we need God for? Because we can become our own God force, and that is really one of the things that uh, the beast will bring in. So, technology and the Christian life, author Tony Rinke. But uh, it, it's a good, a good subject to begin because we're doing the shows online, and then you download them all digital. It's an amazing process. Sometimes the only word people get yeah, is from it's the true. internet. The only word. And in persecuted countries, you know, um, I'll tell you, more and more people are keeping more stuff on their phones. So if you, if you were over in Russia recently, 
you know, oh, <clears throat> they were uh, looking on your phone to see what you had on it. If you had the wrong stuff on it, then you were in trouble. Um, so we have a lot of issues here, a lot of controls. It's crazy. It is. Now, another area that we're going into. Now, this is Mission Aviation Fellowship. I've heard of them. Now, they had done a story on Mission Network News. That's the way a lot of these uh, uh, particular ministries get a word out and tell everybody. And uh, they were talking about extremist uh, insurgents in northern Mozambique. Um and they said that the the insurgency insurgency originally started in 2017. And you know this is amazing because when you look at what's happened in Ukraine, um, Ukraine already has what is it 400,000 or is it four million? A lot of people displaced it. In, in less than a year. I had heard it was going to be like 4 million people. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, since 2017 in Mozambique, however, 3,700 people have been killed and 800,000. That's so, 3,700 people too many. Yeah, it is. But the thing, the point I'm making is is that Mozambique, along with a lot of Africa, the Islamists are really trying to take over. Right. And, of course, a lot of these places are poor anyway. They have vast expanses. It's hard to cover. And, uh, and according to the report, they said that the army and foreign reinforcements had made some headway in pushing back the insurgents. But in the northern regions, you know, and we find this. The Sudan was the same way. And uh, there's a lot of places that they have one region where they can't get them out. You know, these uh, Muslim extremists out. And that's what these are. And, of course, you know, the ambassador... um, and I'm not going to say his last name. How can you? Yeah. <laughs> aviation pilot. He's the, uh, the aviation fellowship. He's a pilot for them. And he's probably living in an area where he flies the things around. And uh, ambassador aviation. And that's the in-country name of Mission Aviation Fellowship. So they... Hmm. Uh, that's what they covered. But he says uh, these groups are attacking and killing people, beheading people, burning down their villages. Now, this is typical Islamists. Yes, it is. This is this is what they do. We find it in, in Nigeria and in Kenya. We find it in Burkina Faso. We find it all over Africa. We find it going on throughout the Middle East. It's just everywhere. And... Uh, and uh, they were evacuating refugees out of that northern area. Now, if you can keep them up in the northern area, that's one thing. But even then, it, it just ruins the whole thing. Uh, and and so we want to bring this out to you so you remember uh, Mission Aviation Fellowship. Now, you remember that movie that had the indigenous tribes down in South America. Was it End of the Spear? End of the Spear. And they first got in contact with them through aviation like that, flying in on a plane. Mm-hmm. And so this is one way that they do reach these tribes clear out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's very, very dangerous. So, uh, you know, pray for these people. When we talk about the gospel going around the earth in, in some places, it is very, very hard. And pray for the people as well. There are so many. You can virtually pray for uh, nations around the world. Nonstop, 24-7. Yeah, because they're so 
so much of this stuff going on. So with that, uh, are you ready with yours? Yes. This is Nigeria, Peace or Sword. Matthew 10, Matthew chapter 10, 34 through 39. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it, and he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. The choice is clear in Scripture, and the words bring into the light the cost of following Jesus Christ. These words describe many who come to Christ Jesus and find enemies within their own household. These family members will kill them if given a chance. That's a statement from the WIBR Warren Radio. This story comes to us from Nairobi, Kenya, via Morningstar News. It's about a Christian evangelist named Bruhan. He's 34, and he converted from Islam to Christianity. And so now he goes around and debates with the Muslims he has he holds christian evangelistic meetings and open air meetings and debates with the muslims and he had returned to the village where his grandfather lived to have for his funeral and he accepted his uncle's request to stay and visit the uncle using the excuse they had not seen him for a long time So his uncle accused him of embarrassing them by holding these meetings. He accused him of being an infidel by converting to Christianity and that Allah would reward them in garden paradise if they kill him. And he remained quiet. And his uncle said to him, Now is the right time for, for him to receive punishment from Allah. Wherefore, excuse me, they were going to burn him alive, and the birds of the air will enjoy me as will enjoy him as their meat. And he just kept silent, and his uncle grew angrier, angry. Er, he his anger grew, and they started to beat him, and others gathered firewood, while another was sent to go for petrol because they wanted to use it to burn him alive. And while they waited for the fuel, one of his friends, that another convert from Islam, who had accompanied him to the funeral, was looking for him and couldn't find him. And then the friend spied his shoe that came off during when they drug him away. And his uh, friend made several phone calls, And people arrived and started searching for him, and they found him behind a house about a hundred meters away, tied and with firewood. And they were, when his friends tried to call the police, it scared the attackers, and they fled. And Bruhan had was taken to a clinic because he had sustained some head injuries, and then they transferred him later to another undisclosed. Um, hospital for safety reasons and he's well known he's a well known evangelist for his public debates with Muslims about Christianity and Islam and he has survived 11 murder attempts thank God that the Lord is on his side and keeping him it amazes you what these guys go through. Oh, I know. <clears throat> it's horrifying. And of course, when we talk about Nigeria, you know, they they used to say that Nigeria at one time 
was one of those countries in Africa that they thought could really be peaceful and people would be safe. But uh, somewhere along the line, the radical Islamists started making war. And of course, you're talking about Nigeria and villages and getting beat up. We find the same thing in India. Oh, I know. Where Indian pastors get murdered. And <clears throat> we have uh, another contact, uh, Mideast Bible. A lot of former Muslims. And uh, they've also, they've got other former, you know, former Hindus, Muslims. But majority of them that started it were, were Muslim. And, uh, they they know what it's like to go out and literally I mean it's life or death. That's right. And uh you know there's so many things that you don't realize this unless you really follow it like we do. Because you don't see this in a lot of places. If if you're not following the ministries, humanitarian works and things, uh, then chances are you're not going to do it. Yeah. You're not going to know about it. And there's no doubt about it in Nigeria. It's a sword. There's a lot of it people who want to live by peace, but, but the sword. And this is um, in Nairobi, in Kenya, this story. about Bruhan. You know, this is something well, else that he has gone through. Well, the title has Nigeria. That's weird. Yeah. I miss that. But at any rate, yeah. And the other, you know, Kenya, that's an amazing thing. You know, the, and this is some of the stuff he has to go through. He said, when I was chased, I went on foot and slept in the bush and survived on wild fruits for two months. I still trust God to heal me and for divine protection for my life. The church has been a comfort to me. Pray for me that I, so that I recover from the head injuries and will be able to continue with the work of sharing Christ with the lost. Well, you know. That's amazing. You know. We can't even imagine what he's gone through. Yep. That's for sure. That's tough. Well, next we're going to be talking about Ukraine, and uh, this came up as a editorial in Barnabas Fund, hmm. and Barnabas Fund does a lot of a lot of good work around the world, uh, just like uh, Franklin Graham's Samaritan's Purse. Then there's the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Uh, which was really popular when Billy Graham was alive. That was the main arm he used. Right. And, of course, we were actually talking about the Russian exports of wheat and other items that they have just the other day. And it <coughs> surprises me what this says. Well, you know, the thing here that that this reminds me of... Tower and I watched a special. It was, uh, is that the one with... Uh, Stone? Yeah. yeah. Oliver Stone? Yeah. Oliver Stone did a documentary on the Ukraine and interviewed Putin and the others. It, it was really a good documentary. But you don't realize the history of uprising that the Ukraine has had. I, I didn't know that. But... Uh, the other issue here is that the other culprit that has always been there has been Russia. And there's also been other groups that fought and wanted their own piece of Ukraine. So Ukraine's always had this... Yeah, conflict. Conflict. And I, I didn't know that till we watched this. It's called Ukraine on Fire. Yeah, yeah. It's a very good... You can watch it for free... Uh, it's very good, very good, and uh, I think we watched it on Rumble. But uh, 
Together, Russia and Ukraine export 59 million metric tons of wheat. Uh, that's up, upwards of 33% of the upward uh, global total. You know, that surprises me. I thought America was the largest exporter. Well, you know, things have changed a lot in America. They have. You know, I mean, my hometown, my granddad lived 15, 20 miles away. It always seemed like a long drive because we had to go to his farm. And all the farmers in the valley um, had a lot of different kinds of crops. My granddad would grow corn and alfalfa and beets. And the beets were sugar beets that went to Holly Sugar. And a lot of the farmers in that area sold all their beets to Holly Sugar. And that was their income part of it and so when you get away from that rural type of aspect and then a lot of the farms started becoming corporate farms and they were sponsored by various entities that had certain goals and things and with the conflict going on now you know, if if you look in the movie, it shows you that Ukraine was one of the very, very, very rich areas that just grew crops like you wouldn't believe. And uh, that, you know, it, it's a tragedy to see what's happening now. And and of course, Russia, Russia's Putin is threatened on holding all the fertilizers. And uh, the, and the warnings have already gone out that globally next year there's going to be a shortage of many of the major grains as well as fertilizer. And uh, earlier in this year we were getting reports on fertilizers and the issues. And that it was gonna the prices um, tripled for the cost of fertilizer. Yeah, and so. And, and, you know, the funny thing with that is, early in the year, we were getting reports from farmers that had been called by the government, Biden's government, and told them they had to dump all their crops, and they would tell them where to dump them. They would pay them to dump it. I wouldn't do it. And, and on social media, I ran across several of them wanting to know if anybody else had that issue. And then we started getting reports on the fertilizers. This was long before Russia. Right. And they were talking about fertilizer, that it's going, it's so expensive that there's some of them that are not even going to be able to plant what they want to plant. So if, if I was just looking at this like here uh, in Egypt they import 70% of its wheat from Russia and Ukraine wow that's a lot and so guess what Russia and Ukraine don't have wheat because they're in the middle of war when you have war one of the things that always follows war is drought and pestilence and famine those are the three three killers not to mention disease, which is the pandemic. So, you know, just looking at this with what is going on and all the other things that are happening, now, of course, we have gas problems. And, of course, the Biden administration had shut down a major pipeline going up to Canada. Obama shut it down. And Trump opened it up, and Biden shut it down again. They also cut off all the oil leases. Now, see, the problem you have is a lot of the oil leases that they had cut down did have oil, and now they can't get the oil. And uh, they they were talking about, well, there's 9,000 leases out there, and they're not being used. Well, 
the people that that came up after that that rebutted him talked about the fact that uh, they're already working on a lot of leases but it takes time to get it and then one of them uh, talked about one of the guys involved that I seen an interview with uh, talked about the fact that the Biden administration has made it harder to fill out the paperwork and get everything under control and they're slow. That doesn't surprise me. And that shouldn't surprise any of us because early in the year <coughs> income tax season was going to be slow because they couldn't get that done either. And so we've got major issues and then we got Biden up there and I'm not a Biden fan at all. And I think this, personally, this is my opinion. You can take it for what it's worth. Uh, and if you like Biden, more power to you. But, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is, is this guy and all those up there is one of the most um, unwelcomed presidency and presidential administrations that I've ever seen or heard of in my life. They have done more to screw up the economy than fix it. And they're filled with liberal people that have woke agendas and that's how they're running the country right now. And so we got major issues with this presidency, and we got major problems. Of course, if you would follow us, then you would know that I had warned some time ago that there was a sign associated with Biden. And there was something that was coming as a result of that. And what you see, this is just the tip of the tentacle because of sin. So, at any rate, war, food, and economic impact. We have the Ukraine situation. We have Russia in the middle of it. We have the EU figuring out what they're going to do. We have the Biden administration that just wanders around mumbling, saying it's not my fault. And, and that's where we're at. Nobody has an answer. Nobody wants to do anything. Uh, except for Israel, They've already talked to Putin about all this. So you better pray about that and be prepared. So it doesn't look good. No, it, it doesn't. And so we're in Indonesia. You know, the thing, again, this shows us the power of the Internet and technology. Now, when this began, nobody had a YouTube video. They didn't have videos. They didn't have long audios. They didn't have nothing. And then it came a little bit at a time. And uh, it wasn't anything like you see today. Well, a Christian YouTuber, Muhammad Casey, or K-A-C-E, uh, had converted to Christianity. He was... Uh, which makes him a former Muslim. Which, this is bad. So he began uploading videos on YouTube criticizing the Muslim faith. <laughs> and so he has 400 videos on, on that. It, it's a wonder they didn't ban him. That's what I was just thinking. I'm surprised they, they didn't take it down. And so now the Indonesian government detained him. And... Uh, the Indonesian prosecutors want to put him in jail for 10 years. That's ridiculous. Well, see, this is also Muslim. I know. And when you are dealing with Muslims and Christians, yeah, they try to put them away for a long time. And we, we see this in Pakistan almost all the time. We see it in India a lot of times. Uh, when they get before, there's no justice. Iran is one of the worst. Yes, they are. Now, earlier this year, International Christian Concern, and that's where this comes from, by the way. I like to make sure we mention that. They are also a very good organization, and all these organizations could use your help prayerfully and financially. 
And no, I don't get any money for mentioning it. We don't do that. I mention it because these are good people doing some good work. And so uh, a Muslim cleric uh, was recently convicted of a similar offense against Christians. He just got five months, but they're going to give the Christian ten years. Let's hope he doesn't get that. But we've seen that kind of injustice a lot. Yes, we have. And, and that is a major, major trouble. So, with all that, remember Indonesia, one of the largest you know, countries down there in, in the uh, South Seas. Um, and it's, uh, it really is uh, some beautiful islands down there. But it's dangerous. It's in the volcanic belt, the ring of fire, we call it. But they do have trouble. Didn't they have a big uh, storm there? Remember that? In Haiti? Indonesia. Oh, Indonesia. It seems like they had something recently. No, not recently. This is a number of years ago. They had that uh, tsunami. And that Uh, tsunami. Yeah. That killed like... Over 250,000 people. Yeah, and we, we knew someone here locally that had gone down there to work because he was in that kind of work. And he was there helping to clean up the bodies and stuff. Oh, Lord, help us. Yes. Okay, are you ready? Yes, okay, I love this ahead. story. This is this is an amazing story. <clears throat> It's about a Christian woman in China. Her name is um, Zhou. I, I'm probably not pronouncing this right. Or Zhao. She's a Delayan native. And she was sent back to her, her province by the police after her actions in Beijing. She had witnessed to... The president of China, Xi Jinping, and his wife. And um, on February 20th, the central headquarters for the Communist Party of China and the State Council of China, um, she kept holding up a sign asking Xi Jinping to believe in Jesus. And the police arrested her. And be, um, she was criminally detained and charged with picking quarrels and provoking trouble. Her family received the notice of her criminal detention from Delayan Public Security Bureau on March 1st. And according to China Aid, <clears throat> this story also comes to us from International Christian Concern. According to Christian Aid... She has attempted to share the good news with her Chinese leader more than 50 times, starting as early as March 2015. She was detained for 10 days for her evangelism activities, and in March 2016 and 2018, she was detained again for the same charges. And every March... Beijing hosts its two sessions. It's a communist, it's a political conference. And they, um, the Chinese government usually intensifies its crackdown against civil society to ensure everything goes on smoothly, smoothly without incident. But beginning October 2020, Zhao has resided in um, Fintag village in Beijing. She actively shares the gospel and is involved in her church. And on June 27, 2021, she was driven away by local leaders and police. While her amenities of daily life were confiscated, as someone whose house was forcibly demolished by the government, Zhao is not unfamiliar with the injustices in China. So I, I admire her bravery and her courage to stand up to the leader of China. Well, you know, that that is a good story. 
Now, yes. China Aid is another contact that we have. A lot of a lot of us, uh, China Aid uh, has been doing these kind of stories out of China for uh, a long, long time. And the guy that runs uh, China Aid's been doing it for a long, long time. He's well known in the area, so it's not surprising that ICC uh, has a quote for him. And they would know. There's another one we also use is called Bitter Winter. And so there, there's a lot of these, and there are publications that are put out by um, by Chinese on China concerning these issues. So remember, <laughs> you might remember Z. Wouldn't that be something, praying for him and he gets saved? Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be so amazing. Yeah. I'll tell you, the Communist Party, no telling what they would do with him. I hope he does get saved. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. It would. Well, another story uh, comes to us from Faithwire. And uh, it's about a Finnish church bishop. Now, this has really made the news, because this is still in the news. Um, And... uh, She's on trial, and she says that Finland has replaced Christianity with a new state religion of secularism, and uh, they intend to block the Bible from being taught in public. And uh, we'll see, America, (laughs) you know, we do have freedom of religion. We do have uh, a Supreme Court. We do have a Constitution, so that protects us. Um, so the bishop is accused of hate speech for his biblical views and they think he violated charging with violating dignity and the equality of LGBTQ population which is almost in America these people are famous for taking people to court Mm -hmm. over various things now uh, the bishop is 49 in any uh, the evangelical Lutheran mission diocese of Finland. Wow. Um, and so they published quite a bit of material on this, and he's editor in chief. So the whole thing. He told recently, uh, well, some time ago, I imagine. I don't know when it was, but. Uh, he told Fox News that his country has had a long tr- Christian tr- tradition since the Middle Ages. Well, you could go back and look at that very simply. And, and we all know that Christianity was a stronghold throughout Europe and in the UK and Scandinavian countries. And so we wanted just to touch base on this, let you know that, that there is persecution even in America and in Finland and other countries. And that's not the only issues they have and the problems they have. So every nation on earth today could reasonably be said that they are being shaking, shaken. And uh, That's true. You know, you look at what's been happening here with us. You know, we, we see a lot of this kind of stuff. We're subjected to... A lot of things. And this country doesn't like to hear you tell them not to do those things. That's right. And they've come up with some, you know, what they're doing with the kids and and everything. So, at any rate, uh, I think this one, yeah, this is via CBN. And uh, they it, it was published on Faithwire. Faithwire belongs to CBN. But uh, Faithwire is just another little uh, magazine uh, and thing, uh, news type site. And uh, it has a place, you know, just like this one. So at any rate, uh, remember um, Finland and remember this Lutheran bishop. Yeah, he says he fears self-censorship and intimidation. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, this this is the way it, we are in these last days, and that's where we're at. 
And uh, Joan of Arc, remember her? I do. And, uh, you know, she was a famous name. And uh, she had her visions and everything. I think eventually uh, she was burned at the stake because they decided they didn't like her anymore. Yeah. Something like that. I did read the story of it. Everybody did. But uh, it's just hard to believe. You, you can go from friendly to foe just like that. Oh, I know. I mean, one minute the Lord was going through the streets of Jerusalem. Everybody heralded him as king and lord. And the next time you knew it, they were shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And then he wound up. You know, on the cross. Yeah, on the cross, which is where he was supposed to go anyway. He knew that's where he was going. Public opinion. You can't trust it. That's what that tells you. Yep. And, of course, the devil knows how to sway that public opinion. And if you're in China, the public can, can definitely be swayed against Christians. Same Same way in North Korea. Oh, we got a lot of troubles worldwide, I'll tell you. Oh, amen. So be sure to pray for all these different areas, including Ukraine and Russia. It is it, 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 These are perilous times. And the news comes out every day with something else. And as far as Joe Biden, you know, many people hope he just keeps wandering aimlessly and somehow winds up back at home in his home state and takes his wife and with him and Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah. But at any rate, and they weren't elected legally. They were illegally voted in. That's right. I hate to break that to you, but they cheated on that. They did. I totally believe that. And uh, <laughs> you can cheat on these machines and within a short time you can wipe them clean so it just amazes me how people can be so foolish over this oh, I know. but it's too late now most of them don't want to do anything but uh, we'll see what's going on meanwhile Trump didn't go anywhere he's still there Pence says he wants to run so we'll see what happens Meanwhile, I'm going to live every day for the Lord and look to Him and find peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only place you're going to find it. In the Lord. For in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. The Lord says, I have overcome the world. Amen. And this is just a temporary... This is just temporary here on earth. Eternity goes on forever. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. We love you, we pray for you, and please pray for your brethren around the world. Stay safe, be careful. May God make his face to shine upon you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, be sure to pick up your copy of The Rising. It's in a lot of major stores. Look for The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. It's, uh, you'll like it. There are some good things in there that you won't find in any other Christian fiction. And this is definitely something based in America that's going on. It has a prophetic tone to it. Check it out. Read it. Leave a comment. You can leave comments on just about any place you buy it. But Amazon is a good place where a lot of them do it. But uh, you can always drop by our websites and send us a comment through our contact. And we'll post it up for you. Until next time, take care of yourselves, be blessed, be safe, and look to the Lord. He's the only one that's going to get us through this. Pray for the brethren in Christ. Shalom, everybody.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.